What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. Yeah, does it feel good being the host again, Ben? It does feel good. It does yeah, feel good. You have like it, a little month off there. You know, I you know, like to dress however you wanted. Oh, I know. It was great. It was great. Good good times to be had. Yeah. And now and now I have good incentive. Like this is this is the thing. This goes back to I think I said it a couple weeks ago on the pop. It's like I want to bet against the Hokies football team. Yeah. So that when they let me down, at the very least, I won my bet. Right. You know, so now at the very least, I have found a way to cope with not being the host because it feels like it feels like at at long last, there's this like equilibrium that has been met where it's like each week when we go to record, we need to go and like, like actually review the books and be like, who... Who actually is the host? Now, wait a minute. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's not for a long time. It was sort of like we, we just kind of like knew that the the foregone conclusion was there. Um, and now it's like, oh, no, now we need to. You know what I think? You know what I think it was is that I dropped the ball. And like the first couple of times I hosted, I was really good about doing a corny joke. And I totally I didn't I didn't deliver. Oh, no. Think, you know, do you have I any leftover corny jokes? Ben, I've like had, to... I do have a corny joke. Are you ready? It's going to blow your socks off. Are you ready? I'm just I'm so excited. I didn't even like these socks today anyway. Oh, man. Ready? Why did the bike fall over? I don't know. Why did the bike fall over? Because it was too tired. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my! God. It's barely. It's barely even good. It's. It's fantastic. I was like, yes, this, this is, this is. We have to get that in there. Oh man, dude. Okay, so speaking of bikes, Segway. Segway. Um. It, it, uh, I've, I've been prepping for our big hike here, which as we speak is, um, or as you're listening to us, if you're listening to the, us on the day that this podcast has come out, we are likely, uh, one week away from being in motion from being on the trail. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we're, we're departing, I think on the 23rd of September, maybe yeah. of 2022. And, it's, uh, I am, I am like getting so excited and also I'm just dreadfully nervous about it. Like, uh, I spent most of the day yesterday with GMA member Mike yeah. and we were talking a lot about like all of our little like preparations and like tweaks and adjustments and all the various things that we're attempting to do in order to like fare better than we did last time. Yeah. Um, so my, my, my current concern is that last time we went was in the middle of a hurricane. Yeah. So that's um, rough. But it was also extremely hot. So it was like very hot and then extremely wet. Yeah. Um, got some big humidity problems. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So in that situation, sleeping, the real issue was just that like you got into your tent and it was just like it was like sticky. Mug-tastic. You know, I mean, like it was just gross. Yeah. Um, and this go around, we're looking at the weather. We're, ha- we're going to have great weather, but it's actually going to be like cooler in the higher elevations while we're there. And it's kind of like, man. Like, is my, is my sleeping bag going to be sufficient? Am I going to freeze? Am I I going to be warm enough? Yeah. What's going to happen is I'm going to solve all of my problems from last time, have like better food prepared, Mm -hmm. more like water, you know, on the ready and stuff like that. I know where water is on the hike. So it means I don't have to carry as much in between each of the water stops and stuff. Mm -hmm. All good things. All good things. And then Alice was like, dude, if you end up getting out there and you can't sleep because you're freezing, you're going to be so mad. Yeah. And it's like. This is true. Uh, so oh now, no. I'm, now I'm torn between carrying like my heavier sleeping bag in order to like achieve warmth yeah. versus like saving like a pound of weight uh, and potentially being cold. Right. So, yeah, I mean, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Carrying one pound of extra weight will be way more worth not getting any sleep. 
carrying one pound of extra weight will be way more worth than not getting any sleep. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So you think go warmer. I think if this is if this is if you're like really stuck on it, I would say yeah, just just go warmer on the yeah. sleeping bag. You know what's really fascinating about hiking is that it's like it literally is almost like preparing a simulator where it's like you enter all of your variables, yeah. right? Like it's like okay, like what if we what if we adjust this here and a little extra power here and we'll do this there and this there and then like you press go and like you'd like watch the rocket take off or something. Halfway through that example it became a rocket simulator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In case that wasn't obvious. <laughs> um and you get to see how well the rocket flies. Um I feel like this is exactly the case with backpacking because it's like you're putting together all of these like decisions that happen beforehand and then like once you are out there you have to live with those decisions for the rest of the time yeah and the goal is to not be regretting all of your decisions right and last time i was definitely i I had way too much weight in my pack and i was regretting the weight and yeah. all of these like extra things that I brought, mm-hmm. you know, the entire time. Like, I don't know why I thought I needed like a, a full blown nacho bar out there, complete <laughs> with like nacho fountain with yeah, fountain that's too much cheese. Yeah. I know, yeah, no it's good. Like, I mean, yeah, literally, the thing itself. Weighed. I mean, I hope you had at least enjoyed the nachos. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> they were w- the worst. They were wet. And you know what? <laughs> you know what? But you know what makes melted cheese worse? Wetness. Wetness. Yeah. It's like melted cheese is not wet. Yeah, I don't think so. I wouldn't no. describe it as wet. No, yeah, me neither. Me yeah, neither. maybe and, gooey. And, and yet, it was. Wow. Yeah. Unfortunately. Very disappointing. Anyway, how was... This will be your first time uh, doing this particular hike. I've only yeah. done one, so it's yeah. not like I'm massively experienced either. But, like, how how are you feeling? I know you've you've been able to pick up some equipment this week. Yeah, I've been, um, I've been going through... I think I've got all of the big pieces of equipment I will... I will need like the the mandatory items at this point. Like I've got my uh, my backpack itself that came in yesterday, so that was fun. I was like opening it and going through all the pockets and like making sure who all the straps were and stuff. And it's like as soon as I put it on, I was like very happy with it. It's like I love the way it, it like really hugs your waist. Oh yeah, which like just yeah. takes off so much of the weight already off your back. So that meant for like oh, this is good weight distribution and stuff. I like stuffed my sleeping bag in it, so I got my sleeping bag. Last night I ordered my tent and my sleeping pad i've got a pillow and i've got the water purification system so really i think i've got all of the the big items that i will need for the trip at this point it's like do i want i need like you know a a headlamp and you know i gotta put clothes in there and you know like a little first aid kit or something um but most of that stuff like i've already just sort of got around my house sure sure. yeah Um, it's like figuring out exactly what i'm how i'm gonna do my food and stuff like that um so that that's 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 mostly where my my hike prep is at. Are you feeling like you've got all your gear? I man, I feel like I I have literally printed off a checklist from like REI, which is like an outdoors yeah. retailer website. They have like a whole checklist. So I printed it off and I was like going <clears> through my pack the other day being like, okay, like what what all do I have? And there's like certain areas where I was like, no, I brought this last time and I'm not bringing it again. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's just like X. Um, so everything's looking really good. My pack, I, this is like the thing. It's like my pack at, at present is like 17 pounds. Yeah. And that doesn't have all of the final stuff in it or anything like that. But it's, it's mostly like bare essentials have dropped in there. It doesn't have water weight. Right. Yeah. The water weight is like a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, like even just like a couple liters, you're talking about like four pounds or something like that, that, that gets tacked on. So for me, target weight is going to be about 30 pounds mm-hmm. that I'm hoping for. 
Um, and I actually, it's been kind of fun because, um, Alice bought me a, uh, backpack carrier for Addison. Yeah. And so it's, it's just like a, it is literally built exactly like a backpacking backpack, just instead of having like containers for your, um, camping essentials, it just has like a big like seat for Addie to sit in. Right. And she weighs like at present, probably like 21, (coughs) 22 pounds. The pack itself weighs like five pounds. So I've been going out at night, like to walk the dogs and wearing Addie and trying to like get like a feel for it. And it's amazing to me how I'm like, man, this still feels heavy. It's like, it's like what I'm wearing right now. And and to be fair, like Addison is like, you know, a living person who's moving, moving and and like, you know, like certainly like adding like a jostling element to it and stuff. But I'm like, man, this is best case scenario. And I'm only walking like, you know, a mile and a half and I'm only doing it on reasonably flat terrain. I'm like, this is still pretty heavy. Like I can still feel some of this. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like it's like a nice, it's nice to like kind of feel like I'm, I'm like training, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I need like a Rocky montage. Yeah. I know I got my, uh, my hiking. I don't know if I should call them boots or shoes. They're sort of like this, like in between, uh, model like pretty pretty lightweight but still like high ankle supports on the sides and I've just been walking with them on my desk treadmill this week trying to like break them in making sure I'm not like going to get a bunch of blisters on the trail or that that's like one of those like top like hiking mistakes is not breaking in your boots until you're on the trail. I was like, I'm breaking these in. Oh so, my gosh. And that was the yeah. funniest thing. Yeah. Cause we, we went like over our lunch break one day here at the office to like grab some of these like materials and stuff. And I was like, Oh my gosh, Jay, like got the, got like the full, the full lineup of everything he needs today. And Alice was like, Oh my gosh, you better break it in those shoes. And I was like, you know, what's awesome is we have the walking treadmills at yeah. our desk. So yeah. it's like literally while we're just like standing there working, we're able to like, you know, just keep, keep chugging along. Yeah. So you're going to be, you're going to be perfect shape. Yeah. It's I gonna, hope so. I hope gonna, so. I mean, we've done a lot of walking over the past month. It's true. Yeah. Our, uh, true. our step competition lined up really nicely with going into the hike. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. Yeah. This yeah. Is, it ended up being absolutely perfect. We're going to have to, we'll have to like figure out like uh, a step competition in the future that like coincides with a hike of some kind. Yeah. You know, it's cause like we'll, we'll be out there like with the sole intent of getting those steps in, dun, like, steps in. put everybody to dun, the dun, test. Dun, see dun, how they dun, can dun, do. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun, dun. This is what I like. Part of me thinks like, I assume like, like, you know, if you go to Disney or something for a day, it's not uncommon to end the day at like 22 to 25,000 steps or something. Like if you're really moving, it is so funny to me that Disney or Disney world is like literally like my barometer for what, high impact stepping looks like right. because it's it's like such going the idea of going to like Disney World is so lavish and so fun and like it it doesn't come across as this like endurance sport right you know but it's like <laughs> it's like there is nothing less relaxing and this is not a this is no fault of Disney's it's just the very nature of being at Disney it's just not like a relaxing vacation no it's like you're moving around a bunch for sure In trying Florida to get to all heat. the rides yeah and like the Florida heat and like like I, I don't know how far how far are we moving? What's the most we're gonna move in one day? Like ten miles on this? Yeah, I think trip? Ma- maybe twelve. 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 Which doesn't uh, depending on what your aptitude for hiking is might not sound like a lot. Um, like through hikers, people who hike um, like the Appalachian Trail or like you know where where they're going out and like living on the trail for for months on yeah. end. Yeah. Like it's not uncommon for those folks to be doing like marathon days. Yeah. Where you and, and by that I mean like twenty six miles per day. Right. Um, just as sort of like 
standard operating procedure. Um, so it might not sound like that much, but it's a it's an incredibly grueling. 12 yeah, twelve miles. miles. Yeah, yeah. Like I assume it's I like I, I'm imagining it takes you most of the day. Yeah, it to will. cover the twelve miles. Yeah, it's not like uh, it's not going to go by quickly or anything. But like if you think about that, like just going to like the step competition or something. Like if you got twenty four thousand steps, like no doubt you moved a ton that day. But that's still about like the same number of overall steps. That's true. You'd think, right? The difference, of course, being that you'll be carrying your, you know, uh, twenty five to thirty five pound pack and you'll have uneven ground and you'll be you know in the woods <laughs> yeah there, there are yeah. definitely some uh <laughs> definitely some qualifiers there i mean yeah the uh the thing i kept thinking about is that like when we first started working out with our trainer gabriel he would have us do like weighted lunges with either like a barbell on our shoulders or like a couple of like kettlebells sort of like you know held up like yeah. sitting on our shoulders or something and it's kind of like you know, you're going down like each of these lunges it's like oh my gosh like this is like it's so much it's so much extra weight so much extra pain which by the way i feel like um like lunges just by themselves just like if if you're like i don't know where to start with like working out and i would like to do something just do lunges like just some lunges lunges are like i i guarantee if you do 50 lunges if you do 25 lunges and you like and you don't regularly work out your legs i bet you anything you will be sore the next day almost for sure almost for sure that and then you know tack on like you know um like 50 air squats. Oh, <laughs> see how you feel the next day. If you haven't done anything at all. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Good starting point. Good starting point. Just go point. ahead and do it. Just but do it. I, I do remember. Try about, it right now. <laughs> uh, why are you listening to the podcast? You know what? Just put us on speaker. Go ahead and do 50 air squats right now as you're listening. And then, you know, tomorrow morning when you wake up, just send us a tweet or shoot us an email and be like, this is how I feel now. Why did you ask me to do that? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, of course, squat at your own risk. You know, know your limits. Right. Um, all, all that type of stuff. But I do remember the last go round as I was like going up, like one of like the the climbs. I was like, I am just doing like weighted lunges for like mile length. Right. You know, it's like. <sighs> a long way to go. I know. I know. Yeah. Are, are you planning to? Are do, are you planning to? You have any interest in vlogging any of the experience? <sighs> I have thought about it, and like the, my main concern is that like I don't want to carry the camera. I know. You know. I, it's like I almost feel like at most, cell phone and GoPro would be like, yeah, the limit for available like pieces of tech that like would be like worth the additional weight. Yeah. But I think we've talked about it so much that it's like, I desperately like, I actually really want to share it. Yeah. Like what the experience is like. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. GoPro is definitely probably like the lightest option. Yeah. And then you, I guess you need some, I don't know, like like batteries to sub out or something. Inevitably. Yeah. yeah, GoPro batteries don't last long. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I'm not, I'm not initially planning on vlogging it. No. I mean, I guess we'll have our phones with us. So there could be some of that. Some, some like for sure. Yeah. Some check-ins, but it's not my intent to just be vlogging the whole thing. Like to me, the trip is very much more about like doing the hike and just hanging out with my friends than it is like making content. Oh yes. Okay. So I think this is another interesting one as well. Cause I was, um, the, the types of meals that I'm bringing on the trip are the, they're called like mountain house, like trail meals. And so basically what they are is, it's just a bunch of like freeze dried, like, um, 
let's see, like chicken fried rice, for example, right. would be add water, them. put in pot, add heat. It, and you don't even put it in the pot. You literally pour the hot water from the pot into the container and oh, okay. it cooks inside of the container, uh, itself, which is nice because then you don't have to clean your pot. Yeah. Because you know, the only thing it was in it was boiling water. Right. Sure. So, cool. Handy. I'll take that. Um, but where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. So uh, they they are like they're at least semi expensive in terms of like cost per what it is. So like maybe like eight, nine dollars a meal and you need like eight of them to get you through the whole trip. And so it's like, as I'm like going through buying like my backpacking food, it's like, man, this feels like an awful lot of money to be spending like on my backpacking food. Yeah. But at the same rate, I kept thinking like, you know, if we were all going to like get together and go out to like a city to hang out or something like that, or like rent like an Airbnb and go and like do like a fun dinner, find like a local brewery or whatever. I was like, I would spend that anyway. And you know, this is like, this is exactly like that. It's just instead of going to like an Airbnb in the city, we're just walking through the woods with tents. Exactly. So yeah, totally worth it. Hashtag justified. Hashtag justified, man. If you ever need to justify uh, a purchase of any kind, mm. just be sure to drop me a line and I will be, I'll, I will do my absolute darndest to be like, you know what? We can do this. You know, this is comparable to this other thing that you would definitely pay for and wouldn't think about. Right. Yeah. 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 It's like, no, this is no problem at all. Right. Don't you worry. I got you. The, I got the, you. I will say that this not, maybe not surprising, but like the act of getting all the gear together is like, is not inexpensive. I will say it. it's true. <clears throat> yeah. Like, yeah. Backpacking considering what you're doing is walking through the woods yeah. is is not on at least in the most entry level like is not inexpensive yeah so there has been that part of it and even as i've like looked up stuff it seems like a huge aspect of like like the the content out there that's created around preparing for backpacking trips is testing out like budget items it's like there's this old like it seems like the ultimate battle with backpacking is between like how much you're willing to spend <laughs> yes yeah um, on like whatever the gear is it's like yeah you know what if you want a tent that weighs one pound great news it exists and it costs five hundred dollars right and you're like oh that's no good can i carry two more pounds for a lesson you're like yep you can that'll be three hundred dollars you know right yeah and it's, it's like, like can it be five pounds it's like it's a hundred dollars you're like Okay, <laughs> I see. It. This yeah. is interesting. This, how this is how works. it goes. Yeah, it's like this is exactly which is so weird that you're having to pay more to actually physically own less. Own less, <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, but I mean that's the thing. It's like you get into those like much finer like carbon fiber poles or whatever, and it's like yeah, sure enough, it starts to like mm-hmm. add on because everything's mm-hmm. that much more. But it reminds me a lot, and I remember the beginning of the pop. I used to talk about like the idea of van life as like a way of existing and feeling like, Oh my gosh, like it goes back to like Fred, the one true cop. If, if anybody like listening is like an, like an OG, you know, pop listener, there's people who know about Fred. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and it like the idea being like, would I be happier if I had fewer decisions to make? And if I only had like one cup, that was the cup that I used for everything all the time. And always then like what I've been able to do is basically just like pre-decide like hundreds or thousands of decisions over the course of a year, because it's like, I don't need to choose like which cup I'm going to like drink this beer or glass of wine or like, you know, my morning coffee or like whatever. It's like, it's all the same cup always right and so similarly like whenever i have like thought about like van life it's like man how great would it be if like instead of trying to like maintain like 
your home and a couple of bathrooms and your yard and like growing a garden and having, I don't know, flowers on your front porch or pumpkins or like whatever, depending on the season, a wreath on your door. Like, you know, there's always like little things you're just like deciding or, or involved with yeah. all the time. All the time. And it's almost like, man, you know, if you lived in a van, then you could just like, you could like take away so many of those variables and you would just have like, you know, again, like you, like you'd have like fried the one true cup, but like for everything, yeah, you know, like you don't have, you don't have like 10 different seats in your house where you could like sit down to read a book. You've got like the one space, right. You know, you know, or your folding chair that you like bust out and sit next to the, next to the van or whatever but similarly this is like one of those things where i like as i started like digging into it you're like oh man like van life this could be so cool and it's like some of the vans that you see and probably the ones that like really make you aspirational about it like there is an off chance depending on your specific circumstances that they just cost as much as your house did right yeah like you know it's (laughs) like like for me it's like i'm like i i mean that they're like the thing that I would, the thing that, that I, that I covet, I guess, like when I imagine it is sort of like the, the sprinter van with like all the, like yeah, like all, like, all the freedom and the lack of responsibility to make tons of decisions. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But then when, like, once you get into it, it's like, man, this is like, this is, this is not the most enterable realm yeah yeah but i guess but what seems what's interesting uh, what i'm curious about with backpacking is that like now at least after we go after this trip if we wanted to go again i'd already have all stuff that is also true right it's like now i just have the stuff and i'm like i'm i'm also very like curious to the point where it's like now i I will have all the stuff but like i'm like will will the will the next trip result in being like well I want these are the things I didn't like so now I need all these other things you're like well now we're going in like the winter so I, the sleeping bag's not going to cut it and it's like like will will the fact that you have the stuff stop you from continuing to buy the stuff this this is another good question too because like a lot of times and this goes back to the decision making thing where it's like once you own the tent it's sort of like, okay, I own the tent. And this may depend on your personality, um, but it's like once you have it, then maybe you stop needing to like make a decision about it, which is helpful. But like before you have it, like that potential energy to own it, it's like now is when you're having to like weigh the various variables and like literally put together like an exp- like an Excel sheet where it's like, okay, so like at five pounds, we can get it for 125, four pounds, we can get it for 227, three pounds, you know, yeah. like whatever. <laughs> you know, and it's like, you're like plotting the map and being like, okay, like how, how can, how, what is the cross section of these decisions and stuff? So my hope would be that like once you have it, it'll just be like this is what we've got now. Yeah. Like the no need to worry about it any further. Like I, I carry a three and a half pound tent. That's that. That's who I am. That's who I am. <laughs> That's how I do things over here. Yeah, stuff like like I don't foresee like do you, have you been making any of your decisions based around like the potential for like Alice to go with you in the future. Oh, this is actually where I thought you were going to go when yeah. you when you talked about future trips because there's the the like we this is like a not an ask that we put on our families very often, which is the thought of like us going and doing something so purely recreational. Like like you and I have a fantastic job where sometimes it means like our work trip is going to Disney to 
like uh, maybe bring publicity yeah. to like a new yeah preview a new ride preview a new ride or yeah. something. So it's like it has not never been the case that you and I have left to go do something that was exceedingly fun. But it's like no matter what, it still was. We were doing it for work purposes, right? Uh, so it's not a very common thing for us to just be like, yeah, we're <clears> going <throat> to go and do like just we're just going to go and have fun for the weekend. You can hold down the fort, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so that's that is the other aspect of of backpacking <coughs> on some level is the like the very nature of backpacking is being gone for at minimum a night. Yeah, you know because. Otherwise, otherwise, yeah. It, otherwise, it's just a hike, which yeah. is also fine. You know, I mean, hikes are fun. Um, but the, so for me, my, my mind has slowly started shifting that way, where it's like, I wonder if I need to start considering, like, if we're going to do this more often, like, I pro- like Alice probably needs a kit, mm-hmm. but then I just don't know, like, whether or not she would want to use the kit. Yeah, like, yeah, use, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is, it, is the thing. It's it, like. In your mind, this seems like like uh, this is one of the things I was like going through. That, like yesterday, I pulled the trigger like on on the tent I got, and um, it it's a it's a one man tent. Awesome. And like all uh, like there's it seems like there's um varying conventional wisdom about the size of tent you should get whenever you're going backpacking or something. Like some people will say like yeah no if you if it's just gonna be you then just get a one person. But some people say like no always get one one person bigger than what you get because you want somewhere to put your pack or whatever, you know, fill in the blank reasons, whatever. I just went for one person tent. I'm going to sleep in there. It's going to be great. Yeah. But like afterwards, I was just like, now if Beth ever came with us, I would now have to get a new tent because oh, there's yeah. absolutely no way we're both going to fit in there. But then I was like, and was, then then I started having this exact sign and I was like, and if we go, but if Beth ever came with me, then I have to do all this purchasing all over again. Like we'd have to get more sleeping bags, another backpack, and I guess shoes, and then but like and then at the same time, like I immediate like I went through like this quick spiral, but then I feel like I immediately just resolved it. I was like, there's no chance Beth ever comes on these trips. Like there's <laughs> no ch- like it's not happening. I will not be making any decisions around whether or not Beth wants to come on a three day hike in the woods like answer is she doesn't she doesn't yeah and the good news is is that like i feel like if if she ever did like if that day does come it's like the good news is like you don't even have to operate as if it's like as if that's going to be something like that like needs to be concerned because if it ever does become a concern it's like that would also probably just come side by side with the support to then fulfill that order so to speak you know so it's like it's like she may never want to go, but even if she does, like then that enthusiasm is enough to like probably drive you towards where, like, yeah, it's worth it's worth like going through it again so that we can do this. Yeah, together. yeah, for sure. And um, then like I I don't think it's like outside the realm that you know I, I would like we to you know go like camping as a family or something. That's yeah, but I've, for that it's just like I understand that part of that would just be getting. A, a way larger tent than would even be under consideration right. for this particular activity. <laughs> yes. Like ca- car camping. There, there is something like we did a lot of it as kids. I feel like mom and dad would frequently bring us car camping and we would have like a cooler and a tent and an air mattress. And yeah. All, all that type of stuff. Um, and I feel like the amazing thing about car camping is that all of a sudden all of the weight related, like, ideas oh yeah it's like they don't matter at all you yeah know? it's like if the tent all weighs the like, car if it weighs 40 pounds i'll just lug it you know right. like like i can i can carry it 25 feet from the back of the car to exactly like the, the cinder pad mm-hmm. um yeah so that that's interesting but i i will say that this is like one of those things where um like 
whenever whenever I do get excited about something, I do think my mind very quickly ventures into that like, mm, I'd love to share this with Alice. This would be fun. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You already are. Well, that's true. You're already sharing it with her. Well, you know what? And the good news, like, you're not wrong because I also feel like she has super enjoyed the planning aspect yeah. of it with me. Mm-hmm. Like she loves like laying out all the gear like on the dining room table and she's had fun like working on like the weights with me. Right. And you like, you know, when I'm like, oh, I can't decide like this or this. She's like that one. That you one. Know? So like she's she's one. She's been great and very supportive about like trying to help me figure it out. Cause of course when I think I got back from the last trip, she was probably the number one person who heard me like be like my back is killing me. Yeah. I'm so sore. Like I carried too much weight. Like you know, I was I was just dying. So I think I think she's even trying to like preemptively sort of like ward right. off any type of recovery that may yeah that any, may any come. injury yeah or yeah, whatever yeah. Oh man. So either which way, uh, I'm very excited about doing this particular hike because the inspiration behind doing it is because uh, Jay and I are going to be doing a live episode of the pop uh, popcorn culture at an event in Roanoke called Go Outside Festival, or as we like to call it, Go Go Fest. Fest. Uh, it's taking place on October 15th. The event itself actually takes place from October 14th through the 16th. But on the Saturday at 2 p.m. here in Roanoke, Virginia, Jay and I are going to be doing a live episode of The Pop. Um, it is free to enter GoFest. It is free to attend the live taping. Um, so it, it's just going to be like a really you know, kind of cool, fun, exciting, hopefully uh, popcorn culture event that we, we plan and tend to record the episode. So in the event yes. that you don't happen to be there in person, it is our goal to also have that episode eventually be live. Yes. But you should I, still be able to listen to it. Yes. I, I just think it's going to be so cool <clears throat> though, to like, to like have the episode, have the banter, have all that, like with also like the crowd noise yeah. and, and like, you know, maybe like people like, laughing or making right some t- hopefully they laugh hopefully <laughs> hopefully there's people there watching yeah um <laughs> okay yeah we're at a go we're at a festival why did we spend an hour watching these guys talk <laughs> i know i know yeah i feel like this is this is like this is like the like you know like quietly like behind the hand it's like if guys but like other people might not know why we're there doing it so like we need some backup <laughs> 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 Otherwise, we're gonna be like, yeah, Ben. Everyone there is gonna be like, those are the guys from that billboard. From the, yeah, the, exactly, <laughs> Roanoke's number one podcast. There they are. Oh my gosh. Um, but so, like, the the reason I bring it up up other than just to remind you that we're doing this particular thing, and we'd love to see you there, um, is just that when they invited us to do it, there was also this sort of like, like I think that they know, uh, especially because our, our dad is like very involved in like just outdoor recreation like advocacy here in the Roanoke Valley uh, and so I think that sort of like by way of like all the various like connective tissue and stuff they know that like we're sort of like we like mountain biking and doing like outdoorsy stuff and, and all that type of thing but when they asked us to come on and do the pop they were like and you can talk about outdoor stuff like it was like one yeah. of these things where I could tell they were like it's a good idea to invite these guys but but also right like they have a lot of integrity about what the event is supposed to be about which is fair yeah because yeah. i mean it is like it is so 
absolute. Like everything to do with the event is like very yeah. Outdoorsy. And it's like yeah, every single every single booth is like outdoorsy in some way. It's not just like oh yeah, it's 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 an outdoor festival and like eighty percent of it's that. But also just like any any brand in Roanoke that wants to set up a tent, they can just buy a tent space. It's right? Like, yeah. Like, like they, nope. <laughs> they, they vet like the vendors and stuff like that to yeah. make sure you know that it all that it all tracks. It all makes sense. Um, so when they asked that i was like okay like i want to make sure that we have something outdoorsy that we can have slated because i and the thing is is that we have plenty of these stories but we've told so many of them here on the pop that Mm -hmm. i'm like we need a new story we gotta we gotta go big popcorn culture is sponsored by shopify Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting you know to me it was just like a rare charizard is a rare charizard like it doesn't doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded it can add huge value and then not only that but once they're graded they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab and that's where arena club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack but it's for a pre-graded card Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. 
And right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which, wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yeah, and so as we're, we are literally planning a full three-day Tonight, hike, excursion, adventure, so that we have new <laughs> memories to talk about. Oh, when there will be. Oh, there, like, that's the one thing I know for sure, absolutely, unequivocally, is that there will be new stories yeah. that come from this event. Ben, it's let like, me ask you something. Have you done any planning in your packing for bears? <laughs> uh I don't think so. Like, so I like, know do you have like, do, do we know if anyone on the trip is bringing like a bear bag or something like hanging the tree or something? We did last time. <clears throat> yeah, we did do it last time. We had. Um, so when I was in college, I'm going to give you some backstory because this is the pop and it's what we do. Yeah. When I was in college, my junior year, I signed up for a study abroad where I was going to go to <coughs> Australia and New Zealand. And I really wanted to like find a way to raise some money so that I had like extra spending money on the trip and just in general to pay for the trip, which was just otherwise pretty expensive to do. Um, and so the thing that I had come up with was making these paracord bracelets. Yeah. And I'm sure that you've seen them like at a checkout counter or something like that before, but they were, they're kind of like this interesting knotted pattern that kind of just like looks cool. And like what you end up with is I think it ends up being about 12 feet total of paracord um, that like in, in an emergency situation, you could then like unravel and like, you know, tie between two trees, throw like a tarp over it so that you could have like a quick, like makeshift, right. you know, air quotes, shelter, that type of thing. Um, and so during that time in 2011, uh, I had bought probably somewhere in the proximity of like 5,000 feet of paracord. Right. And you were just like making the bracelets while you watch TV. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then like, you know, I would go like go to my classes. I had them like all hanging from my backpack. I had like little signs. My friends told their friends. I had like a Facebook 
page where people could contact me and I would go meet them in the quad and, and sell them for, yeah. you know, like $5 or something like that. Yeah. It was one of these things where I was like, oh, this would be a great plan. I think I made like $350. I don't know. What does that math out to in terms of sales? Like 60, 70 bracelets. Yeah. Something sold. like that. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Seventy. Pretty good. Yeah. I was like, okay, okay. Not too bad. Yeah. But my hands were completely destroyed. I bet. Like, yeah. You know, so much nodding. Yeah. Um, Maybe you should have been charging a little more for these bracelets, you know? <laughs> I, I know. But by the end of it, it's like, oh, yeah, man, this is probably too much. Yeah. It's like that. It, it costs so much because it takes me. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. the TikTok yeah. sound. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, but so as a result, last time that we went on the hike. I've talked before about my pack being way too heavy. Uh, but one of the things that I brought was just this like massive spool of paracord. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't think like, I've heard that one yet. Oh my Man, gosh. Ben, I so wish I could have helped you pack. I, I know. Like, I, know. I wish I was just there with you <laughs> to be like, no, no, <laughs> no, no. Bad idea. Bad, Bad idea. idea. <laughs> I, I wish so. I also, yeah, the other, the, one, the other one I famously brought was an entire jar of peanut butter, which yeah. weighed a whole pound on its own. Yeah. Which now, if if something weighs a pound that is in my pack, it is because it is either absolutely necessary or it has been given a huge amount of consideration because, yeah, nothing that, oh my, it's like a pound doesn't sound like much, but it is too much. It's a bunch. Um, when you're, yeah, when you're carrying it. So anyway, uh, when I was going through my pack this time and pulling everything out and being so mad at myself for everything I brought last time, one of those things was the cord that I had brought to hang our food from a tree from. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not bringing it. <laughs> like, I'm not bringing it. I, I don't know what, I, I don't know what my plan is otherwise, if it's just that like, I'm either not that worried, uh, which is maybe a little bit foolish, um, or I don't know, like, do, do you have thoughts on this? Because like my inclination is to not bring my paracord again. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't bring the whole spool by any means, maybe like 20 feet or something. Sure. I don't seems, know. That seems more that fair. Could be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I only here's, this is, this is the battle going on in my, in my brain right now. Like, um, like, do I think we are going to be visited by bears? Absolutely not. I'm absolutely certain it's not a problem at all. But also, what if they come? <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's like this is like one of those where it's like, man. And, and I know that like every survival show that I've ever watched, um, they've always like I think I think even I've, <coughs> I've recommended the show alone before. Maybe even talked about it last week. Yeah. Um, they're only allowed 10 survival items total yeah. is like one of the other like things but i'm pretty sure that they give them bear spray okay as one of those items like they're not making you decide whether or not to bring bear, bear spray, spray because it's like that's a matter of like potential life and death in yeah. a lot of situations and it's like you know it's it's not like it, i don't i don't even know that anybody's ever actually had to use it but it's like you like probably should have it just so that you know yeah because you don't have you don't like you versus a bear bear wins like yeah, you, you figure most of the time right right so um so there's that like i, I think i i was thinking about it mostly because of the when I, again like when i bought the tent i was like a one-man tent boom and it does have like a little like vestibule off the side so like if you uh, i'm assuming my pack will just fit inside but if not like you can just put your pack like right there in the vestibule so it's still like sheltered yeah yeah i got you yep yeah like that's sort of sort of the plan and i was like all i'm imagining is just like what if i have food in there and i wake up and there is a bear next to my tent <laughs> you know that would be and terrifying the, and i'm like 
And I'm like, I know the solution to this. All you got to do is like hang your food in a bear bag. And this is what this is like. There is a guaranteed way to prevent this from happening. Um, but is anyone is anyone accounted for that? Are we gonna is anyone on this or am I, are we just gonna be like it probably won't happen? I know, I know. And I remember, I remember last time that we were out <clears> there. Like we got into the end of the day, and I have to tell you that I was like a dead man walking. Yeah. By the end of this day, like yeah. I mean, I remember going and like pathetically sitting on like the log next to the fire and like the act of boiling my water to put it into like my instant meal thing yeah was like about all i had yeah left in me at the end of this day and it was uh, the good news was that eating helped tremendously uh anyway but i remember afterwards we were like kind of like you were all hanging about the fire we're kind of talking and stuff like that and i was like literally just fighting the minutes that were passing yeah until i could just like (laughs) Like, make the excuse going to bed (laughs) yeah to go to bed um and I remember somebody being like, should we hang it from a tree? Like all our food and stuff. And it was like one of those things where I think everybody was kind of like, now that we've talked about it, it's like if nobody had brought it up, it probably would have been fine. But now we kind of like, we probably should. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like one of those things like anything else. It's like, it's best practices. Yeah. Like, you know, it's the right thing to do. But <laughs> like, you know, that also means we got to go and like f- tie the rope around a rock and throw the rock over a branch and right. you know like tie that to something and mm-hmm. all this type of stuff and it was dark and raining and right. you know like, it's just like Ugh. yeah <laughs> what bears coming out in the rain to eat our food <laughs> our yeah. freeze dried food and gorp jeez Anyway, um, so we did it. Maybe we should talk about it and figure out a plan. Yeah, otherwise, perhaps. Otherwise, like two weeks from now, the episode of the pop's going to be like bear attack. <laughs> yeah, maybe we shouldn't, man. Think about the content. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we were attacked by bears. <laughs> we should two weeks from now. We should name the episode bear attack. Just <laughs> either way, no matter what. Yeah. And the people who are in are like, no, they didn't. Like no, what? Now, didn't. now I got to know. Yeah, like what happened? <laughs> what happened with the bears? We're, we're going for a hike episode next episode next. bear attack <laughs> oh gosh i so hope not i so hope bears aren't a thing on our hike the last time you guys said you guys ran into like a like a, a rattlesnake we or ran a snake yeah we ran into i think it was it was I'm, I, like if you hadn't asked me i would have known the exact type of snake i think it had a rattle on it so, so i guess it was, it was a rattlesnake, rattlesnake. Yeah. yeah um and it was like i mean it was a big snake like yeah. it could have been in a zoo yeah you know i was like i, I mean because you know i've seen i've seen like black snakes out before mm-hmm. i've seen like you know your your classic garden variety snakes stuff like that like and i wouldn't even say i've seen many snakes in the wild many times but this was like like it could have been an animal planet, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, it was like the stance, the look, the yeah. size, the position. Like, like, I dare you. I dare you. I know. And like, we like, <clears throat> basically it was, it was like a hundred yards into the hike and we had to like, like the path was basically before us. So like take your hands at shoulder width and the path was that big. Um, and we had to walk past it and like, none of us were about to mess with this snake at all and the, the the most likely scenario was that it was just hanging out in the sun and it wanted nothing to do with us anyway um but either way there was like three and a half steps that you had to take where you were like i mean maybe not even within striking distance but like not far from it right like you you're, know? you're yeah <laughs> you know so it was like well these are the most three scariest steps i've ever taken in my life like yeah here we go here we go hopefully the whole the good news well good news very relative terms uh was that it was so close like that we could have 
in the event anything bad happened, we were close to cars. Right. Like we could have we'll left. Just, we'll just be leaving. But like, you know what? This was a good <clears throat> thought. Maybe we'll try again next year. Maybe not. But yeah. yeah. Um, hopefully it'll be cooler. You guys want to go find a Denny's or something? A, a Denny's <laughs> sounds great right now. A Denny's <laughs> sounds great. <laughs> Yeah, so nothing yeah. nothing soaks up snake venom like a good flapjack covered in whipped cream. Exactly, exactly. You just rub that on the wound, you're gonna be fine. <laughs> you're gonna be fine. Maple syrup sucks out snake venom. Unconfirmed. Unconfirmed. <laughs> Don't try that, please. There you go. <laughs> probably just attract flies. Okay, so speaking of of this, because I feel like there's a place for us to tangent, and we've been talking about our hike for a solid. Okay, yeah. Now. Well, you know, that's um, what I'm thinking about a lot so. no i know exactly what you mean yeah. like this is this happens all the time to me where it's like it's like we end up talking about the same things because it's like i can't help it uh the good news is or at the very least when i look back on all the various pops it's like you can see like the eras where like we were like mountain biking a lot and it's like there was no episode where we got there without talking about right mountain biking this, is what, this is what life is about you know right so they go through different seasons marking chapters of our lives exactly and maybe maybe we're encouraging people to engage in some of these activities which is for some reason it's always the thing that like i i hope for the most it's like right and someone the, else is going to go backpacking now right right yeah. and then somebody will like send me send me like a letter you know or an email mm-hmm. an electronic mail and they'll yeah. be like ben you suggested something on the pop and i did it and now i now i, I feel like happier with who i am yeah everyone that's exactly what all the emails are gonna say from the people who did the air squats earlier oh i bet you're right yeah they're gonna, they're, like, they're, <laughs> we're gonna get one email it's gonna be like i just did it i feel so invigorated and alive and then it's gonna be like a follow-up email from the next morning it's like i hate you my legs hurt i can't even my walk goal. up the steps my legs hurt real bad you know what no shame <clears throat> for what it's worth no shame mm-hmm. every single time it's been like 10 days since i've done like a leg day and i do a leg day i can't walk up. oh stairs. yeah when we were doing like uh like under the bar heavy power squats there for a couple years there like as long as you hit it every single week it was fine but if you happened to miss squat day because you were out of office or something or you were sick or you were on a trip and then you came back the next week just one week off it was like prepare for the pain dude and then even worse would be that you miss the week before and you come back and then you get on a plane and fly to London where then you jump off of a fountain onto the ground and feel like yeah. your legs have seized up so yeah. aggressively that they are now like your tendons are tangled into a thick knot. Wow. No good at all. No. I did. I did. As I was leaving the gym on Wednesday, I was like, yo, Gabriel, I don't know uh, what the schedule is next week, but if Monday or Wednesday is leg day. I uh, would request that we change it or I'm just not going to come those days because we got that hike next week. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Yeah. You give him a heads up. Yeah. yeah. That's perfect. We're, we're in good shape. Um, anyway, so this is I, I don't even know if I can find a way to like make this like a, a tangent that makes sense, but maybe maybe we'll we'll think of something. OK. OK. So we were just on a call earlier today where. Uh, someone explained to me a new term and I found it absolutely fascinating. And so I was like, I got to talk about it on the pop because okay. pe- people, people will also find this interesting. Did you look up more about it? I did look up a little bit okay. more about it. There are other examples that I also thought were very interesting, like that sort of apply to everyday life. So the, the term is called survivorship bias. Ooh. And the, um, the, the very, very, very common example of survivorship bias is uh, during World War II, planes that were returning from various battles were inspected and heat maps were built to determine where the most number of like bullet holes existed basically so that they knew how to better engineer the planes for 
future endeavors. Right. And basically, when you look at the heat map of the plane, so just imagine like an aerial photo uh, or outline, like a blueprint drawing of a plane, and like the tail, the cockpit, and like the edges of both of the wings are just like peppered in red dots. Right. And then sort of like the spaces in between have like not even like fewer <coughs> dots, they have no dots. And the question would be, where would you improve the plane's armor so that the plane can perform better in future bouts? And your immediate knee-jerk reaction when you see this is like, well, just look at the heat map, like the tips of the wings, the cockpit, the tail, like it's lit up. It is getting shot a bunch. And it's like, that that's like sort of like the idea of like the fallacy of the survivorship bias. Right. Because what's actually happening is that you need to improve the areas that have no bullet wounds right. because those, the, because, because the planes came back, like th- these are the ones that returned. Right. And so the idea is that the ones that took shots in those areas were the ones that went down, you know, so or the ones that, the ones that took shots where all the red dots are are the ones that came back. Correct. Meaning it's okay to be hit in those spots. Exactly. Yes. You're explaining it better than I okay. am. Okay. <laughs> yes. So it's like on on the heat map, the area where no shots were, were located at all, it's like if all you're using is the data from planes that came back, then that's not that informative because these planes made it back. Right. Like, like they, they, they already returned. They endured the hits. They endured the hits. So... Like the the big area to me was the space between like the cockpit and the tail. So like the tail and the cockpit both kind of make sense as like logical targets. But I think that like the fuel is in the middle space there. Mm. And so it's like none of the planes that came back had any shots there because if you get shot there, then you don't have fuel. And then you down. (laughs) Right. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Then it's then it's gonna go down. Um and so I was like, man, this is like it's so it's so fascinating to me because of how easily you would like you wouldn't apply quite enough critical thinking to the situation and you'd be like the cockpit the tips of the wings the tail right this is where they're aiming quadruple reinforce those (laughs) you know like and then it's like and it makes you know the idea would be that it wouldn't make that much difference altogether because planes already return even though they're being hit in those locations but then what's even more fascinating about it is i found um I found a masterclass article on survivorship bias and they gave a few different examples that apply to everyday life. Uh, and one of them is like the phrase that I'm sure every has, everybody has ever heard, which is they don't make them like they used to. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. We've talked about it many times. Yeah. Can I tell you about my terrible washing machine? <laughs> <laughs> they don't make them like they, they used don't, to. They don't. <laughs> but the idea here is that like, if you're looking at things that have survived the test, like the test of time, and they're still there, then those are the the hot spots on that drawing of the plane. Like these are the exceptions. Like these objects that have stood the test of time, like are not the rule. They're like almost the exception. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it's like in nine. Like, like let's say you have a washing machine from like. 1970 yeah. and it's like and it's still running and yeah. it's and it's better than like the new ones they have on the shelves i think there's actually some like factual truth to that sentiment sure they yeah make, they like literally used to make them better uh but um like 
that is the example of the thing that did stand the test of time. It's not representative of everything you could have bought in 1970. It's like, of course, now after the fact, once you've seen it survive so long, you say like, oh, they don't make them like they used to. Look how good this old washing machine is. But how many other things from 1970 are still working? Right. Like otherwise, like now we did have to replace the blender and like, oh, you know, we do have a new toaster. Mm -hmm. You know, the fridge, you know, gave out after so long. And maybe these are bad examples because they're all small home appliances, (laughs) you know, whatever. Um, But the idea is that like it's not necessarily wholly true that they used to make things better than they do today. Right. It's just the things that they used to make that still made it to today are things that were made of, of such high quality that, okay. that they did make it. Right. Um, another common example would be like, um, I know that there, there could be like the phrase like, uh, like I'm 99 years old and I've smoked a pack of cigarettes every day of my life or whatever, you know, but it's like that, that's like the exception, not the rule. If yeah. that makes sense. It's like how many of the other, you know, people out there right. didn't. So it's like it's not it's not a good statistical right like like, of, like sample of size. All the people who smoke a pack of cigarettes a day, one of them does have to live the longest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um so I, I thought it was just very interesting because it not so much like this example itself, but it has to do with the interpretation of data in general and how your most your first and most immediate way of interpreting that data is not always the most effective or like critical way right. of interpreting that data. Yeah. Because it's almost like it feels very counterintuitive. Yeah. Like and, and again, like the plan example, this is probably why it's like the like the trademark example. But like, you know, if if you're going, if you're showing these these drawings you know you're an engineer and you're showing them to like the the general or the president or i don't know who commissions planes (laughs) but that guy that person um then like you know if you're like yeah look the general contractor whoa dude is that better than too tired oh that's better than too tired that's like a lot better that was really good thank you um but like, yeah, like, you know, if you're sitting there showing them this heat map and you're like, hey, you see these areas where we didn't take any shots? We're going to reinforce those. Like, uh, like the general contractor is going to be like, uh, no. <laughs> no. Like, you see, cockpit. See this? They're not see, even aiming there. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no, nobody that comes back. <laughs> yeah. That's where, the, where they, you see these clean spots? The people who didn't come back, that's where they got. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If we could get all those planes back, that's what we'd find. Yeah. Um, yeah, which oh, man, it's just like, it's like, how often, how often? Because it, it doesn't even feel, it doesn't even feel like a reach at all to not look at this data in the most obvious way. Like it, it would not surprise me if in like seven out of ten instances, the person would just look at the heat map and improve the heat map. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think if you put this online and said like, uh, here's yeah, here's a shot. Here, here's a picture of where planes have been planes that returned have been hit by fire where do you think we should reinforce them i would bet that yeah like 70 percent of people would just say we should improve the spots that got hit and then like another 20 percent of people would say that you should do the uh the unhit spots but only because they felt like it was a trick question yeah and then 10 more 10 percent more people would actually 
uh, arrive at the correct answer for the correct reason. <laughs> yes. No, I agree with that. I think those are perfect. That's a perfect like layout of of like the statistics because I'm sure I, I remember that like grandma and grandpa had this book when we were kids and it was just sort of like a type of book you might like. I don't know. Maybe this is maybe this will sound weird. Like you might like leave next to like the toilet or something like that. You know, it's just sort of like a flippable. Like which of these lines is like isn't straight or something like that. And like you know, there's a there's like a straight line and then there's like another line that has like a circle that's like wrapped through it and half of the line is like white and the other half is like black and it like looks curved. But it's like the trick is that they're both straight. Mm-hmm. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Just like yeah, it's like any any other optical illusion. Yes. Yeah. It's like any other optical illusion. That's right. what I was attempting to okay. describe too. <laughs> um, but I remember as a kid, I started looking at these, and it would be like, nope, both lines are straight, and I'd be like, horse. Yeah. You know, like, no, that's they not are true. not. <laughs> that's not true. And then like you know, you like fold the page, and you're like, oh, it is true. I like, that. Wow. But so then I got like six, seven pages into these examples. And at some point in time, you just get extremely good at realizing like the two circles are the same size, even though they really don't look like it. Right. You know? Yeah. It's like once you know you're looking at optical illusions, then you can always pick out. Then it's like what the trick is, is always obvious. Exactly. Because it's like whatever doesn't seem right is definitely just like. What's really tricky is if you could go through and just look at like a ton of optical illusions and every now and then like one was just like, nope, it actually is a curved line. Oh, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, now we're getting real tricky. That would mess with me. Yeah. That would mess with me. It would make me question everything. Exactly. Which is bad because I already do question everything. Mm -hmm. So I question everything doubly. Yeah. Um, But yeah. So that, I think you're exactly right though. There would be, there would be those people who would be like, oh, this is obvious. Like clearly they want you to, it's like either the heavily hit areas or the non hit areas. Right. Like, like for some reason it's the non hit areas. Yeah. I don't like, understand why. Right. Like I, I see what I, I feel I'm being lured to a trap. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I shall fool you. And like, yes, but why? So that I'm not wrong. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> wrong. Not, not, a good, not a good reason. No. <laughs> You're right, but also wrong at the same time. Yeah. Oh, man. How often does that happen? Mm, <laughs> probably, probably a lot. You said the right thing, but for the wrong reason. Oh, boy. Welcome to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Welcome to Twitter. Here's, the, here's, the, here's a loud opinion that lots of people will agree with. Yeah. I don't necessarily have to live with it, but look at all these points I got with people who I don't know. <laughs> I feel better about myself. Let me go read someone else's tweet. It's the same thing. I disagree with them. I hate it. Ugh. The cycle continues. The cycle continues. I think you did a really good job of Thank you. basically breaking Twitter down into like a one-man play. It's Yeah, yeah. welcome but, to but, my one-man show. Twitter doom scrolling, dude. That would be a really, really, really. Like, do you remember in the in the TV show Friends? I think that like they somehow, some way, Chandler ends up going to like oh, it's like a a one woman oh, show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joey is hosting a Days of Our Lives party at on the roof of the building where they all live. And every year he's embarrassed to invite the other five core members of the cast to the party, specifically Monica and Rachel, who he's afraid are going to freak out. But they totally catch up in the act and everyone's like, Joey, you have to invite us to the party. And everyone <laughs> realizes that there's a party on the roof except Chandler. Who ends up going <laughs> to like the off-Broadway play yeah. that Joey bought them tickets to. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, um, 
if if you've seen the show uh or if you can just imagine this would be this would be like such a hilarious and funny one-man show it's just like (laughs) it's just like talking about twitter as a, just as like one person. Just you, one person you just like rant for like an yeah. hour and a half <laughs> you just get like, on twitter at the start of every show oh this is good <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's like no matter what there's always content there's available something yeah how long does it take before the whole audience is mad <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man what a legacy twitter has yeah anyway mm-hmm. let's talk about something lighter there is uh, a note here in our show notes that says luke is using surprising deductive reasoning oh yeah man so um let's see this morning uh i i was talking to luke last night before i went to bed and one of the things he does a lot of times like we, we've had this like slow progression of how luke wakes up in the mornings okay where like you don't be, like his room is across from the twins room and what you don't want is for like luke to wake up and then be frustrated that he cannot leave his room and so he starts yelling and wakes everybody up. Okay. Like, this is no good. There's no way around the fact that Luke is just an early riser. Like, this is just a true fact. You know, yep, he gets yep. up at 6, 6.30 almost every single day. We can't do much about it. We've it's going to pay off when school starts, though. At some point, yeah. So we got for a while, we had, like, this little, like, you know, alarm clock light in his room. And it's still in there. And it, like, turns green at, you know, a certain point. And it's like, when the light turns green, then you can come out. But, like, he started waking up, like, an hour before that would happen, and he just, like, you know, it's he would get so mad that the light wasn't green yet that it, it was it was ineffective, you know? He couldn't entertain himself. It wasn't like he'd wake up, and it'd be like, oh, it's green, I could leave, you know? Right, right, yeah. right, yeah. It, I mean, that becomes a big ask at some point for, a, like, a four-year-old to have an unknown amount of hours-long patience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that, that maybe, it, maybe it'll come back around at some point. But, um, so then... We were like, it, he would get up and he would come down. He would, you know, come wake us up to be like, can, you know, come downstairs so I can like, you know, help him turn on the TV or whatever. Cause he doesn't like know how to do it. And so like, uh, we actually, we, our old Apple remote broke. So we bought a new one that had like much clearer buttons on it. Okay. So almost specifically. So we could show Luke how to use it so that in the morning when he woke up, he could go downstairs and do this himself. Above it. Okay. Yeah. And that worked out. He learned how to use it, but he would still, then he would wake up and before he would go downstairs, he'd come wake me up and go and just inform me that he was going downstairs <laughs> like daddy i'm gonna go wait downstairs for you and be like you can just go do that <laughs> so, yeah, there's no need to inform me of this departure I don't, okay and that was like oh now i'm just awake you know that the, there's a zero percent chance of going back to sleep after that so that was always you, a little you are yeah you like yeah. i would you are cursed by the fact that like once you are you have been awoken you can't like it seems like you yeah, can't go back asleep it's, it's not one of my stronger suits for sure yeah so anyway the like the we've gotten to the point now where like Luke has he'll like just get up and go all the way downstairs and just not bother me at all which is fantastic or I think the way we um now what's happening though is that sometimes he'll get down there and it'll get to the point where like because it'll get like past seven or something like oh my god did I actually get to sleep in but Luke will start just getting hungry (laughs) which is also a fair need you know you gotta go feed him and stuff but then he'll come up and be like I'm hungry and it's like yeah that's fair and you know it'll be past seven so the light will be green so whatever uh that's what happened today i woke up like right in the middle of a rub cycle I, w- I was just zonked i was completely out and luke wants me to get him food and stuff and i can hear uh the twins crying upstairs like okay i gotta go i gotta go get them i gotta get coffee 
and it's like it'll be easier if you're all getting breakfast at the same time and i'm like going to go up the stairs and he's like no you don't know mommy's getting them and i'm like no no i don't think she is i haven't heard her get up and he like goes to the bottom of the stairs and he like brings me over there and he's like look he's like listen the sound machine is off that means mommy's in there getting the twins and i was just like and i was like i sit there i thought about it, i was like actually you're right <laughs> like that is what it means because the sound machine was on and i was like that is like really observant of you <laughs> to like notice specifically that the sound machine had been turned off and thus mommy was in the room getting the twins up but sure enough she was i was like that was pretty good luke that was pretty good that is i pretty was good. impressed by your reasoning just there he would be the one in ten <laughs> Who said yeah. that the plane needed to be <laughs> right. fixed in the right locations <laughs> yeah. for the right reasons? Yeah, I was like, that was that was pretty smart. I was I was impressed. I was really tired, and I continued to feel tired until like noon. But <laughs> yeah, no, this is that. I actually that is very impressive. It's like he's he's like taking in so many of like all the individual little like like signs, yeah. you know that like that that could mean something and it's kind of fascinating because i mean like not to not to try to like take too much of a leap here in terms of like how these things can be connected but like that is not entirely dissimilar to like what we do like with the kind of like the theory crafting stuff for the main super carlin brothers channel it's like you know your your goal at times is to like not just like slide right past like a potential plot hole and let it go and like let it go like as if it's just like a part of the story it's like no 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 let's dig into that yeah like that doesn't make sense or does it or does it or or how do we make it make sense how do we make it make sense (laughs) because Mm -hmm. because there must be a way there's always a way there's always there's pretty much always a way yeah i mean so far so far yeah knock knock on wood yeah right can Mm -hmm. continue the trend um that is really funny though because i did even notice when we were uh, this was something that kind of blew my mind a little bit because we went to the lake a couple weekends ago and our families were all down there together and everything. And it would be very interesting to me the number of times where like Luke will ask the question why. And I couldn't believe how effective it was at like throwing me off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like, like I would be getting ready to um, like, I would need like uh to run up to the house to, to grab something or to use the restroom or like something like that. You know, just like something simple where I was like leaving the dock, you know, to go back up to the house and he'd be like, where are you going? And I'm like, Oh, after I'm back up to the house, why? Like, well, I need to grab some things. Why? And it was like, this is going to get really hard to answer at some point. Like, yeah, yeah. It was like, I'm like, am I just not being direct enough? Like, should I just be like, here are the reasons that I need to go up to the house. Right. You know, or it's like, is it like one of those things where it's like, he's just trying to slow me down. So it's like the explanation doesn't matter at all. The more that he successfully stalls you, the more that he's already won. Right. Like, like you might always be leaving. He might always know that you're leaving, but he has a very high percentage rate of slowing you down from leaving. Right. This is exactly. Yeah. And this is what was like tripping me up this morning too. Cause it's like, like in my mind, all you really are doing is trying to stop me from getting Nick and Nate up because then they will command attention away from you or you don't want me to go upstairs because right now I'm downstairs with you. And, you know, like you're you're just saying anything to make that this reality remain the same. And it'd be like and then you get down. He's like, no, mommy's doing it. Listen. And it was like, oh, OK. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> like I, I made a false assumption about your <laughs> the information you had and what your motives were. <laughs> 
misread the motives of a Mode. four-year-old. I don't. I don't know if I did misread the motives. I, I misread the amount of ammunition. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Oh, Luke! I am so excited to see him grow up. It's gonna be so fascinating to see how he puts that brain to use. Oh my gosh! The past few nights, I'm gonna, I'm trying, I'm trying to make this the new pre bedtime routine. They they come in phases, and they, you know, they come and go out of fashion as as these things do. Yeah. The past few nights, we've like, like set up the chessboard, and we'll just sort of like, you know, like move the pieces around. Yeah. You know, I guess we'll play a game, but like Luke doesn't have any concept of trying to checkmate my king or something you know right like, it's like, mostly just like it's your turn and it'd be like i'm gonna move this here and i'm like well you can only move it to here or here and he'd be like okay i'm going here and he'd be like okay then it's my turn and then it's like then i'm going here and be like if you do that i'm gonna take your horsey and he's like no you know but i mean like that's like the most fundamental like like entry point to just learn exactly chess yeah you know it's like it's like N- nobody nobody well other than like uh queen's gambit girl yeah but like for the most part nobody plays chess and is like hmm okay okay like starting to like see how like everybody works together as a team and like right. this move is like you know like like you start to like really like that yeah. yeah like understand like all the like the multi-layered looking 10 steps ahead strategy that you know goes into it it's like you get, i mean you got to know on on the most basic level, where the pieces go exactly. So that's that's really my goal right now. It's like we're gonna set. I'll set up my side of the board, and then you know he'll just like copy the piece set up, and then we'll just like you know take turns moving pieces and learning how each piece moves. So that's that's most of my goal. Let's let's get familiar with moving the pieces. <laughs> you are gonna be so set. I feel like once he is old enough to just contend with you. Yeah. Because I feel no, like he's gonna beat me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you have your whole life been waiting for like the like the always on ready opponent and it's going to be Luke. <laughs> and it's going to be going to be a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll just get me a chest too. <laughs> I, you're going to get it. Yeah, it's going to become become amazing. What I actually think will happen is that we'll get really into the Pokémon trading card game and Luke will just be able to come in and basically be full access to a huge amount of library of cards yeah. and also have like a brain that's like a sponge yeah. and you as a coach. Yeah. So it's so we're going to be good. He's, hopefully he's got a lot of the right, like trappings yeah. to become like, he's a, already got a lot of Pokemon cards too. So, you know, we're working there, you know, he's excited about the, the game loves those eyeball energies. I exactly. love the eyeball energies. He loves especially really, really colorful cards. Yeah. He has yeah. This is the other thing. He has like an absolute scent for it. Like uh, we are opening a There's a new set that's just dropped lost origin had a box at the house the other night. Uh, I was opening it up and to my, you know, me and Beth are just watching the rings of power and I could not believe it. I pulled like, uh, one of the absolute rarest cards in the set. I was just like, <gasps> you know, like I like gasped out loud and I was like, Beth, look at this. And she's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I t- sent a picture to like everyone else I knew who plays the games, including you. And everyone was like, Oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah, I can't yeah. believe you pulled that. It's the alt art Giratina V. If you're sitting there wondering and you're like, wow, good job, Jay. Um, but <laughs> way to go and pull that random <laughs> way card. Go, way to pull that <laughs> random card and now own it. I was very excited. But so I just like I finished opening the rest of the box and I put you know all my cards and the, the the rare ones in the sleeves and I put my little box on the island so I wouldn't forget it in the morning. Luke came downstairs ahead of us, of course, and he's just like, "Daddy, Pokemon cards!" And he's like holding the like the one rare card, the big the big rarest one. And he's just like, and I'm like, "I'm gonna you can literally take any of the other ones in this entire box. That one I'm gonna need." And he, I mean, he just was like so upset. I <laughs> bet so. I, know. I bet so. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> it's a really cool looking. It card. is really yeah. cool. <laughs> um, 
on that note, I, I didn't even intend for us to like reach this stage of the conversation or anything. But as long as we're here, may yeah. as well let you know that we do have a new show that we're doing yeah. over on uh, our Super Carlin Gaming channel. It is called Box Breakers, and basically, like we open up packs uh, on each episode that are yours uh that's it, right yeah so the the patrons of uh super carlin gaming it is a different patreon just for what it's worth it's not the same as the pop pops patreon but we do have a, a tier over there where you can basically sign up and then uh we will go through and once a month we will open a pack and we will mail you the cards inside of that pack and there's a fun like whole scoreboard leaderboard thing so you're actually like in a kind of sort of very randomly like assigned way competing with the other yeah, you know the other people in each episode. It's a lot of fun, and we pulled some really cool cards so far. So that yeah. is uh, immediately, yeah. When we started doing this, like I knew, like I inevitably, I just knew that like we we're gonna open up packs. They're gonna have rarer, like that that we aren't going to have. I know. Like, there's gonna yeah. be like like in particular, we pulled this um Starmie card in the last episode that has got like Misty floating next to her Starmie on it. And it's like, it's like one of the rare cards. It's like one of the really most sought after ones because it features Misty on it. Yeah. Who's and like one of the, OG, yeah, it's like one yeah. of the OG characters. And it's like, it's just like a really cool looking card. Uh, and it's like m- me and Ben probably opened up nine other boxes of that set. Haven't pulled the card. Yeah. It's like, then it's in our head. And it's like, Oh, we have to send this to someone, which is fine. I do not mind it at all. But it's like the inevitability of that happening over and over, I think, is gonna I, I know. It's like, like it's like there there is absolutely gonna be the day that comes. Yeah, like where where we like pull something that's just like absolutely like I mean, and that card it, itself was mind bending. It's like, oh my gosh. Like we will like this was like the one where like when we got the set, it was like there's a really cool misty card in this set like hopefully right. hopefully we can pull it we opened up all of our own packs and then we're on opening for everybody else and it's like wow there it is there of it course is. there's the pack uh so again that's youtube.com slash super carlin gaming if you want to go check it out the show is called carlin brothers box breaker box breakers it's been it's been a lot of fun it's very cool it's very exciting and i feel like um it's a show where i think you and i both jay are like getting better at it each time we record yeah i think so like we've only recorded a few episodes and it's like there's been like big gaps between recordings but like once we get going it's like yeah we, we like find a rhythm so i'm excited to get to a point where we're recording it at a more regular <laughs> interval and are like just in the zone in the, in the zone in the zone yeah so I'm it's awesome it's a really fun one. So yeah, if you guys want to go and check that out, please do. Um, otherwise, I think we're at a fantastic stopping point for this week's episode of The Pop. Thank you guys as ever for tuning in. If you have any feedback for us, uh, or if you did 50 air squats and want to let us know how you were feeling before, during, after, all of the above, uh, you can send all of those thoughts over to popcornculturepod at gmail.com. But otherwise, until next time, pop pop. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.